the Lord. As we are counting our blessings, let us give God. Thank you, Lord. What the Lord has done for me. Yes, I cannot tell you all what the Lord has done for me. Today, healthy, 
in our right mind to be able to come into your presence, to be able to begin to count our blessings. We give you all the praise for us. And as we go into your word this morning, Father, we declare, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you in this service. In the name of Jesus. At the end of every synagogue, Father, take all the glory. Let the blessings be ours. While the devil takes the shame of the day. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Brother Father. Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Why don't you have me turn those hands together for the Lord? Over the choir, the rock. God bless you, Holy Ghost. You may be seated in God's presence as everyone doing today. Uh, did somebody take a little coffee coming this morning? So you can be a little bit more excited and be able to jump and praise him and worship him and just recount of his blessings. My prayer is that the Lord God Almighty, He will fulfill His purpose in your life and in our lives as we begin to gain wisdom to be able to count our blessings in Jesus' name. Let me welcome one, one person at least into the month of November. You're welcome to the 11th month in the month of in the year 2021. It's a new decade, and the Lord is absolutely undoubtedly doing something glorious in our midst and in our lives. The world will see it, what the Lord is doing in your life, and they will praise your Father who is in heaven in the mighty name of Jesus. This month will be counting our blessings. It's my month of counting my blessings. And you know, when you're able to count your blessings, you are a wise. It takes wisdom to be able to count what the Lord has done and be able to thank Him for it. Psalm 89, verse 1. We'll hear our text for this month. Psalm 89, verse 1. The summary says, I will speak of the mercies of the Lord forever. And with my mouth will I make known your faithfulness to all generations. Meaning that the faithfulness of the Lord cannot be hidden. The faithfulness of the Lord will make me to be able to count what he has done for. It takes one with a good understanding, with good memory, with a heart full of thanks, to be able to look back onto what God has done, where he has taken you, and to where you are right now, and thanking him for where he actually had promised and he will surely take you to. That's why we want to discuss very briefly on the same topic for a month. Count your blessings. Count your blessings. Our blessings are always numerous. And the blessings of the Lord upon the service cannot even count. Why God continues to bless David, he himself don't know that God knows. Why God continues to bless you, bless your household, bless the works of your hands, despite you. Many times, you don't know. Many live life outside of God, and yet, God just look. But as many as are living life inside and within the spheres of God's ordinances, remaining in the center of the will of God, He gave them that heart of gratitude to be able to recount, to be able to understand, and to be able to appreciate. That's why gratitude is an attitude that provokes more of God's blessings. Gratitude 
is an attitude that provokes more of God's blessings. When God does something great to you that you didn't even think he would do, or that you did not even pray for, and you are able to recognize that if not God on my side, what would have happened? Why am I not sister or brother so or so? I went through the same thing and did not get to the other side. I found myself rejoicing. And so gratitude is an attitude that provokes more of God's blessings every single time that we are able to come to the presence of God and rejoice in his presence. Every single time we have the memories of what the Lord has done in our lives, despite us, we have reasons to give Him praise. And when we have that reasons to give Him praise, He's able to do more. As you count your blessings this month and the rest of this year, I declare over somebody here under the sound of my voice that your blessings shall be multiplied. Amen. I said the blessing of the Lord upon your life shall be multiplied in the mighty name of Jesus. It shall not diminish. Amen. I said it shall not diminish. Amen. And that, that blessing of his power and of his increase, of his joy over your life, the rest of this month and the rest of this year, it shall not diminish Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Many children of God are blessed but because they live in their now and are moved by the happenings around them, their heart of gratitude becomes clouded about the mercies and the faithfulness of God. I don't know if you understand that. Many children of God, their children of God, they are born again, spirit-filled, church goals. Children of God. They are blessed. But because they live in the now and are moved by the happenings around them, their heart of gratitude becomes clouded about the mercies and the faithfulness of God. And so to be able to count their blessings and what the Lord has done, becomes difficult. When the Lord blessed you with joy last month, things to rejoice about. And just this month, you're going through some challenges. Last month, you are praising him, rejoicing, telling how good and how faithful God is. How, prov how his providence upon your life increase and you are the same that was rejoicing in his presence last month. And then things get a little tougher this month. And then you begin to complain. And then you begin to draw back from worshiping and praising the same God that you praised last month. When we are blessed, it doesn't matter what is happening around us. A heart of gratitude must remain constant in us in order that we're able to count our blessings from him. Psalm 92, verse 4 to 6. The psalmist says, in Psalm 92, verse 4 to 6, he said, for you, Lord, have made me glad through your work. I will triumph in the works of your hand. In what the, the psalmist said, they will triumph in the words of the hands of the Lord over his life. He said, oh Lord, how great are your works. Your thoughts are very deep. They are deeper than my thoughts. The way I reason is completely different from the way you reason. And let's read verse 6 together. He said, a senseless man does not know nor does a fool understand this. You will not be a fool. Amen. I say, I will not be a fool. I say, I will not be a fool. You will not be a fool. 
One that is unable to count his blessings and give glory and honor to the one that gives him the power and the ability to rejoice, to enjoy the lost peace, to increase, and to be healthy. It's going be senseless. It's senseless because it's unable to count what the Lord has done. Many of us, it doesn't matter how much someone they have helped you or done things for you. Do you know what always comes with all? One little mistake that it does. Who has been there before? You like this person because, ah, and then this person just, and then they become a bad person. The same thing, and that's how many believers today treat God. And it makes it so difficult for such to be able to praise Him and count their blessings. So it takes wisdom of God to develop a grateful heart and the attitude of gratitude to the one who actually is our provider. You provide that health, you provide that. What is it that you look up to that makes you joyful? He provides it. He gives it. He, he, in fact, in the first instance, he owns it. That's why the Bible says, and the psalmist says, the actions of the Lord and the fullness thereof. He said, the Lord owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And so when they decide to give us just that little, and we, and we rejoice with thank him. And then he denied us with some little things that he feels that if we get it, we probably get pumped, become arrogant, or even withdraw thinking that our ability has given us this. And then we are not able to thank him. And we won't think about what he has done. So it takes, the, it takes the wisdom of God to develop a grateful heart and a, an attitude of gratitude in the midst of turbulence. We cannot come into the month of counting our blessings without first going through the amount of excellent wisdom. When we are able to begin to manifest wisdom, manifesting wisdom is the ability to be able to count the good things to overweigh the bad times to adventure. How I many know that tough times never last? But those that last, tough people do. The English here says, is it tough times never last? Or tough people do? So how do we become somebody that's actually without the storm and yet not crossed by the storm? Sell the storm and not drown in the storm. We're able to count where we are, where and where we are, and where it's taking us. Let's don't count our blessings. And in Psalm 103, sister, to us through in the session of prayer, in Psalm 103, that the, the sun is from, from verse one. He said, "Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within. Bless His holy name." He said, "Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from destruction? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy, not just mercy? What about mercy?" Tender mercy, because you know that our frailty is so tender. We're so fragile in his hand. We can easily be broken. 
And so his mercy as well is so tender when they extend it to us. You satisfy your mouth with good things. What are those good things that you satisfied your mouth with, your hands with, your life with? These are the blessings that you want us to be able to begin to count so we can have a heart so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious. He's slow to anger, even though we are quick to anger. Huh? Is what? It's the way we deal with ourselves. God will just deal with us. Or the way we deal with God, God will deal with us back. Who's able to stand before him? He said, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in mercy. Think of all those areas that the Lord is doing all this for you. Not just repaying you in your own coin. When he leads and you defy his instructions. When it convicts and rebukes and chasing you, and yet just stifling your neck, and yet slow to anger and abounding mercy. He said he will not always strive with us, nor will he kill his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins. Has the Lord dealt with any yeah, under the sound of my voice according to your sin? No. no, punished us according to our iniquities. We not. For as heavens are high above the earth, so great is mercy towards those who fear him. No. As far as the east from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us, that's why we are able to come before him. And as a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. Did you see? Fear him, fear him, fear him, fear him, fear him. Does all that to those who fear him. We fear him when we are able to reference him, when we are able to exalt him, when we are able to be obedient to his leading. Why? For he knows our friend. He does what? He knows what? He knows our friend. He remembers that we are. He remembers that we are what? We are dust. And that's the reason why that song that we the hymn that we took today. You know, I just don't sing hymn. You just like to know what's behind the hymn. I watch the word him. Johnson Oldman Jr. His father was a very, very good singer. He sang with his baritone and his baritone. And Johnson Oldman. Love is that so he always likes to hang around his father every time his father is singing. And so he took his father kind of like thinking, I want to be like my father to sing to bless people. But he found out that he doesn't have a good voice like his father. And then he thought he, he talked to himself, he said, Well, I believe. I should be a good soul winner, the one that actually wins souls based on the songs that I hear my daddy sings and all of that. And yet he later found out that Johnson Oldman Senior actually was not a soul winner or a preacher, but he's a gifted singer. And he realized about himself as well that, well, 
I don't have the charisma of a preacher or a pastor. But he knows that God has given him something, and that's the ability to be able to make somebody get into faith and get matured in faith. And so by the time he was in his mid thirties, Joseph Ordnan Jr. discovered, like some of you that attended is it a workers training or leadership training the other time discovered your spiritual gift? He discovered that he was actually a songwriter. He can write. He was actually born in 1856 in Medford, near Bedford, New Jersey, right here in the United States. But in his studies, he discovered who he really was. He began to write. He was writing. And by the time he died, he had over 3,000 pages. That's Johnson Oldman Jr. at Bristol. His dad was a singer, very, very, very good singer. He wanted to be like his dad, but he was not gifted as his dad. He has a different case. So he was able to now begin to write. In a way that people will sing, their lives will change. People will sing, they will be able to gain wisdom. People will sing, and their feet will be established. I mean, not a hymn, higher ground. He wrote it, and then many more. And he wrote before he died. Count your blessings. What did he say in verse one? You'll give it to us. Maybe you can bless somebody here this day. In verse one, that you just say, when upon life below you are tempted, don't when upon life below you are tempest, tossed. When you are discouraged, thinking all is lost. God wears your eyes. I'm done for. What have you done for me? Lord, why me? When you are discouraged, thinking everything is lost, you are losing hope about life, about faith, about your service in, in his vineyard, about the gift that he has given unto you that you are yet to, or you are in your prime age, and yet you are not where you thought you're supposed to be. He said, when you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, what did he say we should do? Count your blessings. Count your blessings. Did not say count your blessings. Read it. Read it. Count your, count your many blessings. And not just count them. What did he say we should do? Name them one by one. Speak it. How in January, God did not allow us to be sorrowful in this assembly on January 1st or January 2nd. If the pastor has died, he's in a better place. But who will be sorrowful? Who will be crying? If any member of the assembly is named, who will be sorrowful? Nobody he did not allow for our sake. He said, count those blessings one by one. Name them, give name to them. The ones that you can pay for, the ones that you did not pay for. The one that you can see, the one that you did not see. The one that you understand, the one that you don't even know nothing about. When you drive along I-270, I-225, I-70, and you set your heart to do something, and yet, you are rushing, and here comes the heavy traffic. And by the time you get there, it's a very fatal accident. What do you do most of the time? Sometime before you get there, you're already angry. <laughs> you are already angry. 
And by the time you are able to get there and you see it, what do you say most of the time? They don't know how to drive in Colorado. <laughs> but you know how to drive, right? They're the only one that knows how to drive because they don't know how to drive. And then you drive past and you are still angry because you are looking at the time. Most of the time, Pastor Richard, you're looking at the time. And you get to your destination. You don't know that that person that was there was not there probably because of what he had done now. And you that actually got to the other side got there not because of what you actually did right. When we are able to begin to count the blessing of the Lord, the ones we are able to see, the ones we are not able to see, guess what? He makes us to enjoy more of his blessings. That's why I know and I'm confident that his blessings upon your lives through his promises over you this year will surely be increased, multiplied, and remain in the mighty name of Jesus. He said it will surprise you when you name them one by one. It will surprise you what the Lord has done. If I ask most of us here today, I said, how much is in your bank account? Some will say, pay a couple of dollars. Or just enough to pay my bills. But in fact, if you can just look back and say how much has gone through the same account, please, when you leave here today, go back and see all that came in January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. Count how much has gone through the same account. And you will stop complaining about that which is there right now. Why? Because when you do it, I want you to see how much is it. And think of how much was the portion that you actually squandered. How much the portion that was actually given to a noble project. And how much was the portion that actually could be attributed to things of God. That would be able to tell you, am I able to count my blessings from the Lord? Or am I a squanderer of his blessings? He said, a senseless person does not know this. That's why we want to be people with sense. Wisdom is common sense. Hallelujah. Give us verse 2 of Johnson Othman's word. He said, are you ever burdened with a load of care? How many have a load of care here? Yes, I do. We all do. We have a load of care that we want to take care of. A burden. It's not burdensome. Want to do this? Want to do that? Want to do that? Want to do that? And there's limited resources. So that actually takes us away. It takes our mind and our heart and our vision away from the one that actually is giving us the ability to. Why? Because those problems are so numerous. And the resources coming in is not as much as we expect. But not yet that millennials. But you let me tell you this. Don't say that pastor didn't teach you. Pastor didn't tell you. Guess what? If you are making a thousand dollars a month and you cannot give hundred dollars to the things of God, when God decides to give you one million dollars, you will not be able to give. And that's the reason why God Himself sometimes is very careful. <laughs> We will have tender mercies upon each and every one of us as we begin to count our blessings in the name of Jesus. He said, are you ever burdened with the load of care? Does the cross seem heavy you are called to bear? 
Count your many blessings. Every doubt will do what? Every doubt will do what? Because the cross sometimes makes us to doubt. Am I in Christ? Am I in faith? Can I bear this? Why me? Why that? The burden is so enormous, it will not be enough. And guess what? It's a prophecy. It's a prophecy. Stop prophesying negative and doom to your own life and your own finance, your own health, your own resources, your own provisions in life. He said, count your many blessings. When you count your many blessings, every doubt will fly and what will happen to me? And you will be singing as the day go by. So, meaning that when the bodies of care, when the cross that I'm called to bear, when all of this actually brings out, and I'm able to go back and begin to count the blessings of God upon me, he said, I will begin to do what? I'll begin to sing. Sing of the goodness of God. Sing of the mercies of God. Sing of the provisions of God. Sing of the protection of God. Sing of all that the Lord has done. And he said that the next verse that when you look at others, it's the major problem man has too much that causes them most of the time that to fail in life, to be angry perpetually and just want to not to give. He said, when you look at others with their land and gold, Rama, that just bought a very brand new Mercedes Benz. <laughs> and you are wondering, how did Mama get his money? Where is what type of work is she working? Is it not that? You understand? You don't know how the Lord, how God favored her or favored him, but yours is looking at the land and the gold. It's a thing that Christ has promised you his words of truth. He said, when you look at others, don't, let, don't be carried away. Just think. We do not. Old man said we should think that God has promised us words untold. Let that thinking be on you that you are not poor, that you can do all things, that you will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That you all see because he's your father. Think about it. That what your heart said to do may not be the same thing that that person is doing. So don't be this way. Don't be carried away because of the land and the world and what's all this happening. It's a count of many places that the money cannot buy. What are some of those many places that money cannot buy in our lives? Our peace, our joy, our health. How many of you been? Or you have had somebody in line, may not be a relative, but you know that the person is on oxygen. Oxygen here in America, with your insurance or with Medicaid or whatsoever, could be free. It's across the Atlantic. I guess it takes almost 50,000 miles a day. Just say more. A day. For one to be. Alive on oxygen, but yet you are getting it for free, and yet you think and still complaining that this God, don't you see, sister, so so, brother, so so, pastor, so so, why can't you make me laugh? Don't you ever look at somebody and ever pray that God make me like that? Be who you are and just look up unto him. He said, 
count your many blessings money cannot buy, and your reward in heaven, your reward in heaven, no come on high. Go ahead. To the last one. So I made the conflict whether great or small. He said, Do not be discouraged. God is over. God is over one. God is over one. When you are going through a conflict of personality or a conflict of interest or conflict of whatsoever in your life, you know something that God is over. And when you are able to count your many blessings, angels will put in. Help and comfort give you to you as your journey ends. And so, can you listen to this truth? The truth is that the devil don't want you to know that you are blessed in Christ. So you always try to shift our focus on the testimonies of the gospel truths. The devil doesn't want you to know what? The devil doesn't want you to know how blessed you are, how blessed we are. He doesn't want you to know. And that's the reason why he will shift your focus from the real plan of God, the real purpose of God, in order that you may not be blessed. I decree and I declare that you shall be blessed moving away from here as you continue to count your blessings in the name of Jesus. Uh, Paul said to the church at uh, Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, he said, we are blessed. With, uh, uh, blessed be our, the God of our Father. Uh, of the, uh, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us. He has done what? He has done what? He has blessed us with every. How many? How many? Every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. If it's something from above that is a blessing, he's already given up to you. You only need to take him, count it, and then you get it. My prayer is that you start. You'll be blessed as you continue to count your blessings in the mighty name of Jesus. The second truth is that when you eventually realize that you are blessed, it makes you feel that you are now on top of the world and above every person and brings pride. When eventually you now know that I'm blessed. You now become cocky. You now think it's your power, it's your ability, it's your sense, it's your wisdom, it's your man. And then you try to neglect God. Don't forget that even the one that was blessed with wisdom, understanding, and knowledge suffered the same trouble. And that's why in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, as we close. He said, now this next, brethren, I have figuratively transferred to myself and Apollos for your sake, that you may learn in us not to think beyond what is written, that none of you may be popular on behalf of one against the other. For who makes you differ from another? And what do you have that others? Uh, yeah. What do you have that was not given to you? First eh? Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. For who makes you differ from one another? And what do you have that you did not receive? Now, if you indeed receive it, why do you boast? I see you have not. So when eventually you discover that you are blessed without understanding and spiritual gifts, the devil now brings in another way 
be able to take it away. That's why Proverbs 16, verse 18 says, Try close before destruction, and your heart's spirit before you fall. Many times when we fail to do, according to the leading of the Holy Spirit, to God, it is pride. When we neglect what we're supposed to do and doing what we're not supposed to do, to God, we're not counting the blessing that He has blessed us with. We are playing into the hands of the devil. That will not be our portion. So that will not be a portion. In the mighty name of Jesus. And so this year, how has the Lord divinely settled you? In your job, many entered into this year trusting God for a new job. And God gave it to you. And the job actually now took you away from experience. Many entered into this year asking for any partner. And God gave you a new partner. Does the same partner actually takes you away from this presence and in the center of this world? And many enter into this year trusting God for the fruit of the land. Many wanted to change job, and God gave you that job. God gave you that health. God gave you a change of status. And he gave you a change of address. Does it make you feel God and not satisfied? It's your promise this year. Thank you. Bye bye. Let's write that. My soul sings. Say yes, say yes, my soul sing, say yes, my soul sing, say yes, say yes. Think of what the Lord has done for you and just name the Lord the beginning of this year till now. You did this, I thank you. You did this, I appreciate you. If not for you in this, I will not be able to make it. Father, I thank you because you are in this of God. I thank you over my family. I praise you, Lord, I worship you. I thank you because it is your blessing that makes me to be rich today. And it's adding no sorrow for me, so I'm able to come before your presence at this time to say thank you, Lord. Lord, I appreciate you for joining my season on my way. The blessings that I can see and the ones I cannot see. The ones that I know and the ones that I cannot talk. I don't know. The ones I can talk, I can feel, and the ones that I can
But the righteous man is coming to the presence of one that was about to fit on it. Come to David, I give you praise, I give you glory, I give you honor, I magnify you, I exalt your majesty. I say, receive all my praises to God. Receive all the glory, receive all the honor, receive all my adoration, receive all my worship to God. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. As a glorious Father, we thank you, Lord, this morning. We bless your holy name. We thank you because if not for you on our side, what shall we say to you? You promised us a year of settlement. You said you will settle us. And individually, we can see your works in our hands. We can see your doings. And that's why we can say, You're a good father. You're a good God. We bless your holy name. And your words of God that you have spoken unto us, both the speaker and the hearer, let your words of God bear fruit in our lives. Let it become the part of our lives, of God, that will move us closer and closer to the center of your will for our lives. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord. For Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. For Jesus' mighty name, we pray. If somebody excited in the presence of God, hallelujah. If the word has got you in a very good place, can you just shout hallelujah to the Lord? And if the word this morning has brought out into your into your life and your ways of life, can you just say, Lord, please, I need your help too. I pray that the Lord God Almighty will fulfill his purpose concerning each and every one of us.